He also taught throughout that whole week. You've read a, we've read a couple of passages. That Palm Sunday, he entered into Jerusalem as prophesied in various books. The one we tend to gravitate to is the one that is mentioned in Matthew about the donkey. But his timing in his entrance into Jerusalem was prophesied as well. And he came to Jerusalem exactly when the Messiah was to come into Jerusalem. But when he was teaching his disciples, he also was teaching about his second coming. And his disciples wanted to know when he taught. And so probably... What has happened since then is people have taken his teaching and some will say he's coming here and some will say he's coming there and some will say these things are required and others will say these things is required. And what happens is we tend to listen to what other pastors or theologians say about his second coming and not ourselves. And so what I want to do today with, and, and this will be a miracle if I get through it, I'm not going to comment on what Jesus says. I'm just going to simply tell you what he taught his disciples and then allow Paul to add to it to further explain. But it said, Jesus came out from the temple and was going away from the disciples and came to the point out the temple buildings to him. Okay, go ahead, go back. You're... And he said to them, do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. And as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him saying privately, tell us when these things will happen and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one misleads you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will mislead many. And you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that no one frightens you, for those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginnings of the birth pangs. Then they will deliver you to tribulation, and will kill you. Not a nice thought. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. And at that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and will hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the hearer understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Whoever is on the housetop must not go down to get his things out of his house. Whoever is in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. 
But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babes in those days. But pray that your flight will not be in the winter or on a Sabbath. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren. Wrong verse. That's, we're still, we're still in Matthew. I have a backup. It's okay. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will. Unless those days have been cut short, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Then if anyone says to you, behold, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders, so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance. So if they say to you, behold, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. Or behold, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe them. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. This is where I will comment. Seems to be a very odd saying here in the middle of things. I encourage you to go to the book of Revelation and see that verse in context. But immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then the sign of the son of man will appear in the sky. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other. Now learn from the parable from the fig tree, when its branch has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you too, when you see all these things, recognize that it is near right at the door. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they entered and they did not understand until the flood came and both took and took them all away. So will the coming of the son of man be? Then there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. Be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at the time of the night that the thief was coming, he would, not have, been, he, he would have been on the alert and would have not allowed his house to be broken into. 
For this reason, you must also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. Who then is the faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in the change in charge of his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that evil slave says in his heart, my master is not coming for a long time and begins to beat his fellow slaves and eat and drink with drunkards, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and an hour which he does not know and will cut him in pieces and assign his place with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There are so many people who will give you so many explanations of what Jesus just said. I think we ought to take heed to what Jesus just said. He's coming. We took these elements to declare his death until he comes. There have been those who said, He's coming on this mountain and we're going over there. And all of these people, as Jesus told us, misled them. For if you've read the description of what Jesus said, his coming will be obvious. And while we love to debate the signs and the wars and rumors of wars and famines and earthquakes, and if those things might be the time that he's actually coming, What if we spent more time doing what he told us to do while we're waiting for his coming? To love one another, to provide for one another, to make sure that our father's house is in order. But then again, there are those who will sword so discord and concern, and it happened way back in the first century, and it happens even to today. So I want us to have a certain sense of confidence. Paul tells us in First Thessalonians, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you do not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. I love talking about this sermon, this passage in a non-funeral time. Because so often this scripture is used mostly at funerals. Because it tells us we're allowed to grieve, it's just not those, like those who have no hope. Because we grieve because of the separation, but we don't grieve because of the permanence of that separation. But Paul is also telling us that death does not interrupt the promise. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. 
they get at least a six foot head start. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air so that we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Now as through the times and the epochs, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just as a thief in the night. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly, like labor pains upon a woman with child. And they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day would overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. That Palm Sunday, people were excited. They were yelling, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. There are those who were convinced that they were going to have a particular place in the kingdom and that they were going to have certain authority. Others were just hoping that the Romans would be gotten rid of and that they would have their nation back. Others, just along for the crowd. Jesus came riding on a donkey, came as a suffering servant, came to give his life a ransom for many. But he also taught he's coming back. And when he comes back, it won't be as a suffering servant. It will be obvious that he is the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. It will be obvious that his rule will extend from this part of the globe to all the way around. But until that day, we are to remember his death until he comes. We are to be about his business of love and mercy and forgiveness. And I mentioned his comments of forgiveness on the cross, which particularly bothers me. You see, I like the passage of scriptures that talk about, well, how often am I supposed to forgive? And if somebody comes seven times, is that enough? And then Jesus says 70 times seven. But there seems to be this indication that you got to come to me for forgiveness. But Jesus didn't wait for them to come to him for forgiveness at the cross. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So if I say that I'm a follower of Jesus, then I need to be much more forgiving and merciful than I am. That I need to be more about his business and less about mine. So that when he does come, and he will come, whether it's during my time on earth 
living and breathing or my time where my body is at rest? He will say to me, and I hope to you as well, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter my father's rest. You see, celebration of a Palm Sunday isn't something that happened historically. Yes, it did happen historically, but it has implications for you and I today. He is still the King of Kings. He is still the Lord of Lords. And yes, there are some things that I just spoke of that Jesus warned us about, about wars and rumors of wars, about famines and earthquakes and about tribulation, about the things that the world has not yet seen. But if that is what is required... Even so, Lord, come quickly. Because no matter how much the suffering may be, the end result is that God will take his rightful place here on this earth. And that we can then truly say, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And all God's people said,